What is up, everybody? And welcome to The Blake Cast. This is the podcast of yours truly, Blake Mowry. And on this podcast, we discuss scripture, current events, and other topics from an apostolic perspective. And most importantly, my own perspective. Why don't we hop right in? Let's start talking. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Blake Cast. So glad to be back with you this week. And before I get started today, I want to give you guys this information. If you have any questions that you want me to answer here on the Blake Cast, please reach out to me through Messenger on my Facebook page or through DMing me on Instagram or Twitter. If you reach out to me with your questions, I'll view them and I'll try to answer as many questions as I possibly can on any of the Blake Cast episodes. And so I really want to do that, and I hope that this opportunity would be beneficial to every person that listens, that you can ask any question. I'll try to tackle it as best as I possibly can, and I hope that's a benefit to everybody. But today, I have a question for you. And that question is, what does it mean to be good? Now, it seems like it would be a straightforward question here. Well, to be good, to be kind to somebody, to follow the rules, maybe. Maybe to be good is to have a sense of humility to yourself that you just want to serve people. That could be seen as good. And I believe many of us would list different qualities of a good person. But the more you list qualities that we would view as good, the more we think about what it really means to be good, the more we begin to realize we can never measure up. The more we think about it, the more we talk about being good, the more we realize maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Because I think all of us today would want to consider ourselves to be a good person. We think, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I do good things. I feel like sometimes I have a good attitude, maybe. You know, we all want to view ourselves as good. But when you look at scripture and you really take in some of what the Bible says about being good and goodness, that we realize we aren't good. As human beings, in fact, we are incapable by ourselves of being good. And so I want to turn... To Mark chapter number 10, starting with verse 17 through verse 22. 
It says, and when he was gone forth into the way, this speaking of Jesus, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. So I want to stop there for a second. We'll continue in our passage. But here, this person who came running called Jesus good master. And I think all of us would agree This is an adequate way of describing Jesus. He is a good master. But it's so funny that Jesus in the flesh would say, Why do you call me good? There is none good but one that is God. So the point he's trying to make is not that he's not God. Of course, the rest of Scripture shows us, of course, Jesus is God in the flesh. God manifested in a bodily form so that he could die for our sins. We know that. But Jesus comes back with a question saying, why do you call me good? Jesus is trying to make the point that humanity is really incapable of being good. And we'll understand why if we continue reading. So Jesus, he continues speaking, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered, this being the man that was with Jesus, and said unto him, Master, All these have I observed from my youth. So now this guy who's talking to Jesus, in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, you know, I've been a good person. I followed the law. I followed all these commandments. So in the beginning, he tells Jesus, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? But now... That Jesus has said, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. And that Jesus has listed all these commandments. So all this guy is thinking, well, I asked the question, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And now he's told me all the things I've already done. But I know there has to be more. So then Jesus responds, and the Bible says, Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions." So it's interesting here. This man, he had done all these things. He's kept these commandments from his youth. And when Jesus hears him say this, 
Jesus had so much compassion on him and love for him that he called him to do more. But to the dismay of this man, the more was going to be to sell everything he had, give it to the poor, and follow Jesus. But this man, he had so much wealth, so much money, so many possessions. It would cost him a lot to just drop everything and follow Jesus. He thought he was good. But to be truly good, you have to drop everything and follow God. But you have to understand, being good can never be accomplished on your own. Jesus was making a point here. To be good would cost you everything. For you to be truly good, it would cost you everything. And us as human beings, that's hard to do. In fact, in our flesh, it's impossible. We will never measure up to true goodness. It's impossible. Our flesh is not good. No good thing comes out of the flesh. Nothing. In fact... The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags in Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. We are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. You know what that means? In our flesh, we'll never measure up. I know that's tough. And a lot of people, they struggle with the fact that they feel like they can never measure up. And they have a low self-esteem because of that. Well, to be honest, they're kind of right. But that's right about every human being. We all, in ourselves, in our flesh, do not have the capacity or the capability to be truly good. We will never measure up to true goodness. We will never measure up to true perfection. It's impossible because only one person, only one person can be truly good and can be truly perfect. And that person is God. He is the only one who is truly good. 
we can never measure up to that. As much as we try, and we should, we really, really should, but in our flesh, we'll never measure up. Because Jesus is truly, truly good. But what's amazing is that that true goodness is also given to us through his spirit. Hear me out. When he died on that cross, when Jesus came in the flesh and died upon that cross, when his blood was poured out, it was the most good thing that's ever happened. I know that's improper English. That doesn't sound very good. But it is the most good thing that has ever happened. Why? Because the all-perfect, all-powerful, truly good God became as we are. Humanity, the ones who could never be good. He became what we could never be. A perfect man. Because only God in the flesh could ever be a perfectly good man. Because none is good but God. So for there to be an adequate sacrifice for our sins, because we're not good, the only sacrifice that could make up for that was the only truly good man to ever walk the earth, and that was Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. And so his sacrifice allows us to have access to his goodness. Now, how do we access his goodness? Glad you asked. Galatians chapter number 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. One of the fruits of the Spirit is goodness. So the only way for us to ever have goodness in our lives, the only way we can even come close to true goodness is through the Spirit of the living God. That's why it's so important to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is why it's so important to have that experience, the baptism of the Spirit of God inside of you. Because in all the fruit of the Spirit, no one can truly love but God. But we can experience that love as a fruit in our lives through the Spirit. True joy can only be found 
in Jesus. So when he, his spirit is inside of you, you can have true joy. Peace, man. Humanity's tried to bring peace for the entire existence of mankind. But peace has never been able to come except through Jesus. And again, we can never have true peace without the Spirit. And I could go on and on through the whole list, but goodness, we can never have true goodness. We can never be truly good. But through the Spirit of the living God, we can bear fruit that is good. We can begin to do good things. We'll never measure up to the goodness of God. But that's why he came and died. That's why he came and shed his blood and rose again. So that we could obtain his spirit. That we can obtain eternal life in him. And so that we can have goodness in our own lives. We need goodness. Because in our own lives... We can never get to that point. We can never get to the point of true goodness. People have tried for thousands of years. But there always had to be a sacrifice to atone for our sins because really, we just couldn't do it. Only through God. Only through the one that is truly good could we ever experience goodness. And now I want to take us to a very familiar passage of scripture to almost every Christian out there. That's Psalm 23. I mean, most of us could quote it. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And this is where I want to hit it today. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, David, in writing this psalm, it all points to God. That he is my shepherd, and so because he leads me, I, I shall not want. 
And as that shepherd, he leads me where I need to where I need to go. He makes me to lie down in green pastures where I can find rest in him. He leads me beside the still water so I can find refreshment in him. He restores my soul. Only God can restore your soul. God leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. That's what he does. And yea, though we walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, though we go through places that are evil and dark, though we walk in a world full of darkness and anguish, we don't have to fear because Jesus is with us. And his rod and staff will comfort us. Because of the lack of goodness in humanity, the world has become as a valley of a shadow of death. And only the good shepherd could lead us through a world that lacks goodness. And it continues that Jesus prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies and anoints our head with oil that our cups run over. We will have abundant life in him. Now, that's not prosperity gospel. But everything that we need, we can find in him. Only in the truly good God can we find all of that. And again, this last verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When Jesus is with you, goodness and mercy will always follow. Because the only way we can access his goodness is through his mercy. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's how that ends. Now, obviously, we cannot sit in a church all day long. We'd have to give up our jobs, sell our houses, just to stay in the house of the Lord. Sounds like a certain man who asked Jesus a question. Circling all the way back to the beginning of this podcast. He would have had to give up everything to do it. To be truly good, he would have to give up everything. But I am so thankful today that through God's mercy, we can have just a little bit of his goodness in our lives. It would cost us everything to just stay in the house of God, but because goodness and mercy follow us, we have Jesus with us. It's our desire to commune with him. And our bodies have become the temple of the Holy Ghost. We, in essence, have become like the house of God when we have the Spirit of God indwelling us. 
So now, because of the mercy of God and the goodness of God, we can have his goodness in our lives through the Spirit. So just wrapping this all up in a nice little bow. We can never be good because none good none is good but God. But because of how good God is, he came in the flesh, died for our sins, and rose on the third day. And he's poured out his spirit, just like on the day of Pentecost, he's still doing it today. He pours out his spirit upon his people that he died for. And through his spirit, we can obtain a fruit of goodness. And we can show God's goodness. And we can have just a little bit of that in our lives. When you have the Spirit of God with you, when you have the Spirit of Jesus Christ in you, you there's nothing that you'll go without because God always provides. And that goodness... And that mercy continues to follow you all the days of your life. And you can commune with God every single day. Though we can never be good, we have a Savior who is so good that He wants to be with you, and he wants to live in you. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your life, it is the greatest experience you could ever get. And I pray that you would earnestly desire for it and pray for it. And I believe that God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And when you have that, you can get that little bit of goodness in your life. Because only one is good, and that is God. And I hope today that you wouldn't be discouraged by your lack of goodness, but you would be encouraged by the immensity of goodness that we find in Jesus in the spirit of God that we can have in ourselves today. God bless you, every single one of you. Again, if you have any questions, send them to me. I want to answer your questions. I hope you join me in the next episode of the Blakecast. I love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode of the Blakecast, why don't you consider subscribing on your platform of choice? And while you're at it, share this podcast with a few of your friends and leave us a five-star rating. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at TheBlakeCast. You can also follow me on Facebook at Blake Mowry Ministries. If you want a video version of this podcast, you can find that at my YouTube channel. Just search on YouTube, Blake Mowry. It should pop up for you. I hope this podcast encouraged you today, and I'm so thankful that you joined me in this endeavor. God bless you all.